TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab, and he comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to uh, help you out if we can. And uh, so as usual and customary, we do have some news, technology news, and this one is right up the old net neutrality alley. So you guys are all aware of the big fires that have been happening in California. And uh, there's folks out there fighting these fires. And uh, there's a fire chief dealing with these massive fires that's talking about Verizon. And he's very upset because Verizon throttled their data. Hmm. Well, they should have had an unlimited plan. Huh. You know what? Bob, they did have an unlimited plan. They had an unlimited plan and they they got throttled? They did. They did. How did that happen? Well, because the Federal Trade Commission needs to get involved and needs to actually define what unlimited is. Because clearly, when you buy an unlimited plan, you can use as much data as you want, right? You mean there's limits on unlimited plans? There seems to be. <laughs> so the uh, the folks in California, the fire chief, is all upset at Verizon for doing exactly what the, the, their contract said. We're going to limit your data throttling it when you reach a certain maximum. Now, these guys are out there risking their lives, fighting fires, and they need to use their tools, which is going to have to, uh, obviously, these uh, smartphones and such are going to consume data, but they're mad because Verizon throttled them. Now, Verizon, you're dinglings. Don't be selling something that's unlimited. It has a limit. However, almost anything that has that is listed as unlimited has a limit. But what's happening here which is the most ridiculous upside-down thing you're going to ever ever hear, is that they're calling it a net neutrality issue. So basically what the uh, folks here are saying is that this is because net neutrality is gone. And because net neutrality is gone, they were able to throttle us. Well, that's not true. They simply did exactly what they sold you, and you consumed all the unlimited data <laughs> to the limit, <laughs> and they throttled you. So what has to happen here, that has, this has nothing to do with the FCC, the guys that got rid of net neutrality. It has everything to do with FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, where they should come in and say, if you're going to use the word unlimited, it has to mean unlimited. Unlimited plans are the most ridiculous approach to getting your cell phone service because generally you're going to spend 40 to 60 bucks a month for using very little data. I guess that it depends on what your definition of unlimited is. In this case, you're right. But the idea of the plan is these companies can sell you unlimited data, which, of course, has a limit, 
But you're never going to even reach anywhere near that amount of data uh, if you're smart because you're not going to sit there and stream a movie in the middle of a park. You know, it just gets kind of silly. So services like I talk about, Google Project Fi, my cell phone cost a month is $21. $21. (laughs) I actually use, I pay for what I use. In the case of unlimited plans, 40, 60, whatever that is, you're still going to use less data, much, you know, very little data, but they're going to get a whole lot of money for that, um, that, that lack of usage. That's why they sell it this way. So Verizon's got a bit of a problem. So there's now this other article. We're going to put both of them up there where these guys are making an argument that it has to do with net neutrality. And it does not have anything to do with net neutrality. Uh, basically, um, net neutrality was saying you couldn't throttle content. Right. The idea is content. The content providers, the Apples, the Googles, the Facebooks of the world were so the, you know, the YouTubes of the world, which is also part of Google, were so afraid that if you gave um, the networks the ability to manage their network, meaning they could, you know, if, if you're a huge user, they could say, look, we're going to slow down this guy's um, Internet because they're, they're, they're uh, using the, the, the network too strongly or they're worried about actually throttling people's ideas. I mean, Ray had some guests on talking about how he was worried about his little YouTube channel being throttled because of whatever concepts he was putting out there that the internet providers didn't want to, didn't agree with, that he would be throttled. And obviously that hasn't happened. Well, net neutrality, I don't know, they took it off, but look at what it's done with uh, any conservative ideas. They've been censored. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> so the funniest thing that's happening is it's actually the content providers, the Facebooks, the YouTubes, and what have you, are who are actually doing the quote-unquote throttling. <laughs> I mean, Prager University was recently ripped off of Facebook because it was deemed as hate speech. Prager University uses videos to just kind of describe center-right ideas. And somebody on Facebook said, oh, that's hate speech, and they removed it. So we have net neutrality is gone. Right, it's it's been back to the way it was years ago. You can go ahead and do what you need to do on the internet, but we're finding this censorship occurring without it from the content providers, the Facebooks, the Googles, the YouTubes. So it is very upside down and backwards world right now. Um, I'll put this link up here for Verizon on these two uh, issues where they're calling it a, a net neutrality issue. It is not. Verizon sold you something. They didn't tell you the truth on the thing they sold you. They called it unlimited. It had a limit. They throttled you. That's their fault, Verizon's fault, and your fault for buying something that had a limit. Well, wait a minute. They should have read the 50-page EULA. <laughs> Which also should be illegal. <laughs> you know, the, the, the FTC needs to get involved. The Federal Trade Commission needs to get involved and say, if it's unlimited, it's unlimited. You can't call it unlimited if it's not unlimited. I mean, it's like saying I can go and drink an unlimited amount of beer through a teeny tiny little straw. But wait a minute. I'm a lobbyist. And you see that you're, you're a – let's say you're a legislator and I'm a lobbyist. Mm. Oh, by the way, we need to have this exemption for the word unlimited. unlimited. Okay? Yeah. And there's three suitcases full of money out there <laughs> that, you know, if it just happened to walk away, I would be okay with that. Right, I hear you. <laughs> That's probably what happens because the word unlimited to me – I mean, do you remember um, – there was a place up by the airport. It was a great restaurant. Uh, was it Beefsteak Charlie's? I think it was Beefsteak Charlie's. When we were kids, because I had a paper route, I think I told you about that, we had our paper route money. We were you know, flush with cash uh, selling the Hartford Current. And um, the great thing about Beefsteak Charlie's is you could sit down and have unlimited peel and eat shrimp. You want to know what a bunch of high school kids can do to peel and eat shrimp bar? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what they did? They stuck behind their unlimited peel and eat shrimp, and we could eat as much shrimp as we wanted. 
And uh, by the way, they're out of business. But that's a whole other problem, you know? <laughs> they, they didn't work like Verizon. They didn't say, well, after the fourth plate, you got to stop. Well, we said it was unlimited. Well, yeah, all right. Here you go. Here's your fifth plate. Uh, <laughs> but unlimited, you know, these the, the word unlimited is unlimited. And B-Stick Charlie stuck with it, and they went out of business. Um, but it was a great place to eat. I, I miss that place. I have fond memories of taking my date there and <laughs> just wrecking the feeling trip. <laughs> Oh, it was awesome. All right, I digress. What else do you got there, Bob? Anything else in the technology world that we want to talk about? Anything? Yeah. Oh, I got three articles yeah. <laughs> I'd like to talk about. All we right. talked about off air. Sure. Elon Musk says that Tesla will add car karaoke mode in a software update. Oh, sure. Great. Okay. So while you're not holding the steering wheel, you can do some karaoke. So if you read this article, which is kind of interesting, yeah, they have a picture of Ashley Escada's... Uh, Ashley. Apolog- I apologize for mispronouncing the name. E S Q U E D A. Okay. Her Model 3 Tesla. Yeah. There's many like it, perhaps 75,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this one is hers. Yeah. And a- Ashley, who uh, just so happens to work for CNET, recently asked uh, Elon Musk mm-hmm. to grant her heart's desire a karaoke mode. Okay. And so she could read the screen. I mean, not look. Not when look it's at, parked. Oh. It works when it's uh, parked. So, there we yeah, go. There's the safety feature. There. The safety feature. All so right. she wrote this thing. Hi, at Elon Musk. No, uh, you're busy, but please ask the engineers that for a karaoke mode I can activate when my Model 3 is in park mm. that shows the lyrics to the songs playing on the stereo. Yeah. There's a huge screen on these Teslas. They use like this monster, I don't know, monster displays, so you can easily see it. Because... Ashley likes to sing, it is known. Guys I sang along with the Foo, Foo Fighters. Mm. And uh, Now I Am Dead, or whatever. I never heard of that one. But That's a song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I should probably get to the really important part of this story. Mm-hmm. Elon freaking Musk yeah. uh, replied uh, to say that Tesla is in fact working on a karaoke, mo- karaoke mode and hopes to have it ready for software update 10.0. Oh, so Elon was way ahead of her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was way ahead of her. He had so, that idea a long time ago, right when he was going to take the, the, the company public, uh, private, sorry. Yeah. He <laughs> public, just, uh, pri- well, private. Yeah, well. For 420 a share. Well, maybe later <laughs> today that might change again. Yeah, it but did it, change. <laughs> it's going it's to stay but public. It might change back. Who it knows? could. You never know. Yeah, I'll keep it in the news. Anyway, uh, Tesla Car Karaoke, hopefully, uh, will be ready in OTA Software Update version 10. Mm-hmm. Just played uh, Missile Command, Asteroids, and Lunar Lander in version 9. Really fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, uh, because yes, Tesla likes to add cool Easter eggs mm-hmm. like classic Atari games to That's its awesome. cars, huge yeah. touchscreen dashboards. Right. Currently, Tesla is running version 8.1. Nice. The Atari games will arrive in version 9, and maybe we'll get karaoke in version 10. Wow, the Atari games. Those are classic Atari. Nothing like sitting in a you know, $80,000 right. vehicle playing a. Well, you know what? The old classic pixel. Atari games were a lot of fun, though. They oh, were yeah. very addicting, and they, you know, if that's how you rate yeah, games, being at low at their resolution, level. you know, kind of fun. Yeah, sure, sure. Asteroids, come on. Anyway, that was a good one. So that leads me into here's another one. Oh, this is funny. Got, a competitor to Tesla. Gunmaker Kalishnikov wants to take on Tesla with retro-styled EV. Mm, okay. Yep. The CV1 will have a range of 217 miles per charge. Yep. And you know, you should go visit Computer Talk with Tab and, and click on this link just to see the photo of the car. It is the ugliest <laughs> car you'd ever want to okay. see. It's like retro 1950s 
That is ugly. So arms manufacturer Kalishnikov is best known for its AK-47 assault rifle, mm-hmm. often called the world's most popular gun. Now mm. the Russian company is heading in a decidedly different direction, sure. showing off the electric concept car called the CV-1 and boldly claiming that it will take on electric car giant Tesla. Wow, you I didn't it. know Tesla was a car giant. That was one of the things about this story. Because yeah, really. they make a couple cars. cars. They got yeah. a couple cars out there. Anyway, this technology will let us stand in the ranks of global electric car producers such as Tesla and be their competitor. <laughs> I wish they could say this with a Russian accent. <laughs> this is a funny. This is a really just think of a classic '60s Bond film, and you'll you'll picture the style of this car. It is well, so me, bad. It's so ugly. Let me jump ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. The boxy, retro-styled CV-1 concept is based on a 1970s Soviet-built hatchback, according yeah. to AFP. You just see Get Smart in the background going, <laughs> dun dun <laughs> It's really bad. But <laughs> with Kalishnikov-designed electric technology under the hood, it's sent said to have a revolutionary inverter for the electric motor and a driving range of 350 kilometers, which is wow. 217 miles per charge. Yeah. Visually, the squared-off hatchback recalls the design of Honda's Urban EV. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll put a link up here so, for you guys to yeah, take a look. you got to read at, this uh, it's, uh, and look at the picture. I'm surprised it's, Elon hasn't tweeted about it. He must not be concerned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in other news... Real, well, we got to go to a break. Uh, we'll save that for later, Bob. we got two lines <laughs> open for you guys. Uh Jan and Jason, hang on. Two lines open. Feel free to get online. We can talk net neutrality, understanding the reality of net neutrality, or your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And, uh, yeah, that's Candide. I did that in uh, our last uh, performance for the Bristol Brass and Win. That's a hard tune to play, I'll tell you. It's Lenny Bernstein's birthday. So uh, we're going to play some Lenny Bernstein bumps. And let's get to your uh, calls. We're going to go to uh, Jan in Harlington. Hey, Jan, what's up? Hi. Uh, good morning. morning. We are having a problem first thing early this morning with our computer. We have an HP. Yeah. And uh, we have Windows 10 with it, and I we think the Microsoft Office is 7. Okay. But I'm not really sure. And I have a habit. I get up in the morning, and first thing, I turn the computer on. Mm-hmm. I walk away from it, let everything load in there and load up. Yeah. And it could be a while before I get back to it. And this morning, it was a little while. I actually took a walk and stuff, and mm-hmm. it was over, like, it was probably over an hour before I got back to it. Yeah. So when I go back, you know, I... I have to wake it up again, or and then the first thing I do is I pull up um, my Outlook and mm-hmm. try to get into our email. And when I tried to do that this morning, we started to get this um, this message. When I tried to go into our inbox, and it said, um, "Let me see, where is it? Okay, it said there is a serious disk error on the file." Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then there were a couple of number letters and numbers, and as I was trying to write them down, the computer took on a life of its own, and it closed um, Outlook on me, and then it opened up a new Outlook that was sort of blank, mm-hmm. and there was no access to anything. In and Outlook. then as we tried to navigate through the computer, we got the black screen. I guess it's the black screen of death. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Any any screen of any color is death these days. Okay. Um, so all right. I guess our basic question is, 
Um, and it's it's an old computer. I I don't know how old. Do you know how old? No, we don't know how old it is. That's um, pretty old then. It's old. It's, <laughs> I can tell you it's old. And so, um, does this mean, do we automatically know now that we just have to get a new computer? Or if we take it to the local geeks, is there anything they can do? It's probably not, but... Well, wait a minute. You have a black screen. Does it have a cursor, or is it black and you have a mouse? The, uh, we... We have a cursor with our mouse. I mean, um, and the mouse is working funny. It's, but the mouse works? It works, but it's, you know, not as slow as we had it set. Okay. Well, here's what I start with. Mm-hmm. Hit Control-Alt-Delete. It should bring you up to a screen where you have a menu, and you can click on Task Manager. And, uh, yes. And then in Task Manager, type in Explorer.exe. Explorer.exe? Yep. E-X-E. E-X-E. Explorer. Yeah, like Dora the Explorer. Dot E-X-E. Dot E-X-E. Okay. Okay. And that may bring your uh, screen, your desktop back to life. Really? Well, no. So, so Bob. It may. It may. <laughs> don't, I wouldn't don't hold your breath. Me, guys. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath, Jan. Basically, the error you got indicates there's something wrong with your hard drive, and it's a very old system. So, Bob is trying to get you operational uh-huh. with air quotes. Um, but the drive obviously <clears throat> probably has a physical problem. So, I hope you're backed up. Uh, well, we tried to do that, and we weren't able to do it. Well, did you did you do it before you broke? Uh, oh, we tried to do it before we broke, and okay. we weren't able to do it for some reason. It wouldn't. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was just too old. I, we tried, and or right. if it was the thumb drive we were using, or what. But yeah. All right. So we're going to a hard break. Uh, when uh, we come at, back from break, we want to see if that Explorer.exe thing worked. Okay. Oh, okay. When so a, I should try that and call back. Don't call back. We'll put you on hold if you don't oh, mind holding uh, over the break. Well, yeah, but my computer is all taken apart now. We were going to take oh. it to the east, and I thought. I better give you a call first. Yeah, hang on. Don't uh, can you can you hold through the news and we'll talk to you a little bit about that before you go. Sure. All right. Yes. All right, Jan. We're going to hang on to Jan for a sec. I just want to make sure I get some more information to her. And then a couple lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. dot com. Yep, the name of the show dot com. That works too. If you go to Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the the newsworthy. Say that 10 times fast. It'll get to your news feed. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is the uh, theme song you'll have in your head as you drive around in that Kalashnikov uh, electric vehicle. And CV1, there. they want to go ahead and compete against Tesla. <laughs> it is the ugliest car you'll ever see. But, uh, you know, you can get any color you want as long as it's light blue. Literally, it's a powdered Easter egg blue. <laughs> They've upgraded from black. All right, let's go on back to Jan real quick. Hey, Jan, you still there? Yes. All right, so. I just want to let you know, during the break, uh, my husband was able to put the computer back together, hook it back up. Wow. And he and he actually um, got into where we did the Control-Alt-Delete, and we did get the menu, and we could click on Task Manager. Uh, but then we got the black screen again. Oh, is your is your husband available for a job? <laughs> well, he used to work in IT. I was going to say we're hiring, man. We're looking for some good people still. Hard to find them. 
<laughs> that was fast. Uh, okay, so you, you tried the ex- uh, the Explorer.exe, and you weren't really able to get further after that? Uh, we, we actually couldn't get to where we could even type in Explorer.exe, okay. because when we uh, clicked on Task Manager, it went black again. All right, so your, your computer is telling you it's dying or it's dead. Um, <laughs> do not go to any kind of geeks locally to have them pronounce it that, because it'll charge you 150 bucks to tell you the exact same thing. Okay. Um, what you want to do is take that hard drive, though, and if your your husband's obviously a geek, so what you want to do is get... uh, no, no, he's not a very good geek. Now he works. Oh, on come on! <laughs> he worked on mainframes. Well, that had its level of geekiness, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's when logic was logic. Oh yes, but he's been away from it for quite a while, so you need to tell me step by step. Oh gee, all right. So you just need to go to get an IDE uh, to USB adapter. An All right. IDE or it could be USB she could have SATA. It could be SATA. I don't know how old your hard your hard drive is. I was assuming it was a decade plus old. Uh, maybe bring the drive with you to like a Best Buy or a Staples. You need to have an adapter. So you're going to go from the the back of the hard drive to a USB okay. port. So then you're going to go out and I give you permission to buy a nice brand new computer. <laughs> okay. Do you recommend anything that's uh, affordable? <laughs> hmm. It, well, if you stick for what you're doing, if you stick in the $800 range, maybe six to $800 range, get an i5 at least. That i5 processor, stay away from the little i3s. i5 processor, eight gigs of RAM or better. A hybrid hard drive, which is nice for boot up speeds, which has a little bit of an SSD part of it in, uh, built into the machine. That would help for performance. Um, but you should be able to get one for between you know six and eight hundred bucks, uh, depending. But look at HPs, you know, locally. That's what I'd recommend. Yeah, we like HPs. We always did. Sure. And then so what you do is you bring that machine home, and you get it up and running, and then you you say a nice little prayer, and you plug the hard drive into the USB port and hope the computer says, oh, I see a hard drive over here. And then you try to navigate to it and copy data off of it that's important to you. It may not copy anything because the drive could be kaput. Um, as Boris and Natasha would say, driving in their Kalashnikov in the car. <laughs> it could be kaput. Uh, but uh, if it's not, then you can get your data off of it. That's great. If there's important data you have to get, then you'd have to send it to a data recovery company, hmm. which could be expensive. It'll cost more than the computer. Okay. Hmm. Um, so if that's not recoverable, um, there's going to be no way whatever whatsoever that we can get our Outlook information that we had stored in there or anything because we couldn't even back up. <laughs> right. So, and, okay. the, and then basically in this case, Jan, you're, I'm going to use you as an example. So all of you out there whose computers are working right now and you have data that you want to protect, back it up now. <laughs> Don't right. wait until it starts showing its age. <laughs> yes, I second that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you can pay for a, a data recovery company. We recommend OnTrack, Kroll OnTrack out of New York. They do a great job. Um, you said, what was the first word before Kroll, OnTrack? K-R-O-L-L, OnTrack. Okay. And we can put a link to that company. You can go ahead and uh, for about a hundred bucks, they'll tell you what it's going to cost. Oh. <laughs> so okay. you send the drive and there and, and some money, and then they say, "Okay, Jan, thanks for the hundred bucks. Here's what it's going to cost you to recover this data." Really? Yeah. It depends on how difficult it is to recover the data. If they have to, whatever process they have to do to try to recover the data off the oh, drive, it's it could be. Good to know they could do that, though. Oh yeah, always cheaper to back it up. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree. All right, Jan. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's move on to Jason. They're locked here. Yeah. Go to Jason in Torrington next. Hey, Jason. Jason, you there? Good Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm talking to giants among men. I don't know about that. (laughs) We're geeks among men. Average size. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) So I have a Windows 7 
machine. It's less than two years old. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, per your instructions, I'm doing the open DNS and I use the low, the Microsoft virus protection that's in the computer. Okay. Yep. And I run malware bytes periodically, run Perfect. updates. So I try and try and do it the way you, you encourage people to do. Yeah. So recently I've run into something where if I'm in, I'm using Chrome, mm-hmm. uh, 99% of the time. Yeah. If I'm typing, for example, if I use my um, something online, I'm typing in Chrome, there's an instance of something that runs in the background so that my my screen that's on top is no longer active. And I've noticed that it also occurs if I have my browser open in the background and I'm typing in Microsoft Word or doing something like that, This whatever this thing is running in the background, it takes over the machine for a blip and then now my screen on top is not active. Hmm. I did I did go to setup, I mean uh, MS config mm-hmm. and I on the startup menu I took down many of the things that don't need to be so I have pretty much the essentials for my offsite backup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know things things of that nature. The basics. The basic stuff. Yeah. And I also uh, ran malware bytes again and didn't find anything. Hmm. So I was just curious to, curious to, oh, and I did go to, you know, to um, the task manager mm-hmm. to try and decipher what, what might be using CPU yeah. uh, memory. Yeah. And there's names of things that I just don't, I'm not behind my computer right now, but there's, you know, names of things that I don't really recognize. But if I expand out the list, it looks like things that might be related to the operating system. Or right. Yeah. Those essential things in the startup menu. So, I was curious to know if I were to, well, first off, I'm not quite sure. How would you diagnose what may be running in the background like that if it's not picked up by any of those things I've described? <laughs> You've done everything you're supposed to do as far as I'm concerned. Um, you're kind of chasing a ghost, and it's it's interesting that your, your, your screen is losing focus really is what I'm calling it to try to figure out what's happening here is that you're in window A, and you're, the focus of the machine is going to window B, right? Correct. Yes. And you're describing when you think it happens, which, you know, with, while you're in Chrome, while you're in Word, you, you could be eating a peanut butter sandwich. That's the thing. It, it just goes and goes to this other focus for a second. So something right. is running. It, maybe it's an add-on in Chrome that I'm thinking of that could be doing this. Bob has a thought, too. Well, you could download a Microsoft tool. It's called Process Explore, Explorer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Okay. A lot of your applications, especially uh, spyware, likes to run in what they what's called a service host. So you can't tell what's in the service host unless you use a tool like Process Explorer, and then you can kind of figure out what's running. So what you can do is, uh, I'm assuming you have Windows 10. Uh, if no, you, it's it's Windows 7 Pro. Windows 7. So then you, you want to go in and uh, run the performance uh, the performance tool. Okay. okay, so you open uh, a resource monitor, which uh, you would get, you know what I mean, uh, from Task Manager. You'll find it in there. The point is you open up the resource monitor and you can get the processes, and then you can kind of uh, drill down. But you want to use the Process explore, uh, Explorer. It'll open up what looks similar to a Task Manager, and you can expand it out, and you can actually see what they are and what the files are. 
Yeah, and this is a common issue. So again, it's a losing the the, the question. The whole thing with IT is to figure out how to ask the right question, right? And so you're mm-hmm. you're trying to describe this weird ghosting thing that's occurring to you, where the, the you know you're doing something and it goes to the other thing, and it really has to do with losing focus, I think. So your issue is right. a losing focus problem, and there are ish, there are plenty of posts out there talking about this issue. And one of them has to do with something on your USB port, as far as managing the USB port. Um, you could have a some sort of Maybe your computer's an HP or something like that, and it's got a, a Bluetooth management tool, quote-unquote, that's running to talk to your printer. And every now and again, it goes wacky on you and runs something. It's, oh, i got to do an update for this guy. Um, it could be something as silly as that that's just kicking in. Right. Uh, because you are I, I, Go ahead. I will tell you one thing that I did do recently was I was looking at uh, a website to look at land records in Massachusetts. To try to print from that website, you used to have to install something called Brownstone or some kind of add-on like that. And when I used to use it in um, Firefox, it was no problem. When I tried to run it in Chrome, the the add-on said that I needed to disable the Chrome PDF viewer. Right, an add-on, yeah. Yeah, so I tried to do that, and I think that's about the time when this this thing happened. So it could be an add-on issue. Again, it might be related. It may not be related. But the problem that you uh-huh. have here is that there's something, some little app, little tool that is yes. taking focus away. Um, it's probably not malicious because you've got all the all the security things we have in, uh, recommended for you in place, and you've done the scan. So I doubt it's malicious. I think it's some mm-hmm. stupid configuration issue here. Um, okay. I'm going to put a link up here from a it's a Microsoft uh, forum talking about this losing focus. This goes back to 2011 in this case, but Windows 7's been around for a while. And uh, take a look at some of the thoughts they have to see if you can fix that issue. Um, maybe clean up your add-ons within Chrome. Uh, remove add-ons you don't you don't need or, or uh, are running. I assume Chrome is always in the background uh, when you're doing this, or no. Yes. Yeah. How do you remove the add-ons in Chrome? You should because just be able I'm to happy go. Happy to remove whatever's there. I just don't know how to access them. All right. Uh, without describing it over the air, we'll put a link as to how to remove your right. add-ons in Chrome. Um, it's pretty straightforward, right. and that way you can clean that up a little bit. But I think it's something you've done. Some some little utility, some little Bluetooth utility, some third-party app is is going wiggy on you there. And uh, yep, I would the, agree. The tool Bob recommended will help you understand more about what's running in the background, and. Um, Maybe some of these things in the forum will have you figure out whatever it is. And we're curious to, if you do find out, let us know. Okay. You said it was called Process Explorer, and then Bob mentioned something called Performance. And then there was another word. Performance Monitor, that. but that's built in. You don't have to download that. Yeah, Performance Monitor. Oh, okay. All right. All right, gentlemen. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you good luck. do a good job. Well, I hope it works. Hope you find it for you. Well, you were the first people I thought about when I couldn't figure it out on, you know, after trying to read online, I couldn't figure it out. I said, I'll have to wait till Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully gave you some more ideas, but I don't think we solved it yet. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted. Thanks, Thank Jason. You. All right. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Goodbye. That's half the battle when it comes to IT issues is trying to figure out what the question is. You know, what is the actual issue? You, you know, it's... It can be maddening because you can find yourself going down the whole wrong path trying to solve this issue because you're asking the whole wrong question. And then, you then you know, an hour and a half later, the customer's looking at you like, what are you doing over here? <laughs> I'm trying to figure this thing out. Well, when I do this, it does that too. Oh, well, if you had told me that, I would have gone over here. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. 
And we are back. Lenny would be 100 years old today. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. One line open for you. And we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go on to Rich in Nagadak. Hey, Rich. Hey, good morning. Morning. So I have a question. I've noticed a uh, decrease in my uh, video streaming um, <clears throat> okay. uh, off the Internet. And uh, so I, I, I have a phone app. And I also went on to online also to a different type of uh, uh, evaluation. Um, and so I get differing uh, results. Uh, my mm-hmm. phone shows me that I'm getting a speed about a, a third, one third of what the, uh, you know, my laptop is showing me, which is both over Wi-Fi, obviously. Right. Um, and so from that standpoint, uh, which one is, you know, which one am I going to believe here? Uh, <laughs> yeah. There is a third of a difference. I, I would say you're going to believe. Yeah, you're going to lo- you're going to believe the laptop um, bandwidth speed, but they're both Wi-Fi. But you're going to use you're going to believe the laptop. Uh, okay. If you want to get the the true speed, you literally would take that modem that came from the your internet internet provider and plug it directly into your back well, of your I'm, laptop. I'm using my own. I bought my own. Okay, you can take that modem, plug it into the back of your laptop. And do a do a physical connection there, and do a speed mm-hmm. test, and that'll be the true speed of your internet. Yep. Then, then okay. double check to make sure it's what you're paying for. Right. And okay. when it comes to your phone, your phone could be older, right? It could be connecting over a different um, Wi-Fi protocol, and mm-hmm. each protocol produces different performance. So, like, let's say your Wi-Fi device is capable of sending out eight hundred two dot. 11 or something like that. Right. You're, you're not getting necessarily all the bandwidth because your protocols are older versus the N flavor and even the new AC flavor. There's all sorts of different flavors of that protocol. So as you have newer technologies like your cell phone or your or your laptop Wi-Fi connected to it and it's all at the same higher level, you'll get your better mm-hmm. throughputs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Generally, that's the answer. Is there, uh, and on another note, um, <clears throat> but yet with the same topic, Regarding uh, some of these TVs, now I, I happen to have a quote smart TV, but I typically use uh, uh, like an Amazon Fire Stick on and mm-hmm. the other TVs. But one TV is a smart TV, but it definitely is a lot slower right. than the Fire Stick. Is there a way to upgrade, physically change out that you know into a TV, or is that kind of dumb? Um, the TVs are generally the built-in stuff is not that good. Um... I always recommend third-party devices like Roku's or TiVo's or uh, devices that can process better than that built-in stuff coming from the TV. That's the only way to improve it. The TV itself is what it is. Um, there's not much you can do. Is within the TV I could swap out? No. No, just buy a, buy a third-party device and uh, connect it to the yeah. TV, and then the TV is just back to a stupid TV, and you just use the device right. to do all the work. And okay. the device is going to be designed for that versus the TV is more designed to be a TV than to be smart. And I don't know about you, but when I'm sitting trying to use my – I used to use my smart TV upstairs, you know, I'm trying to get ready to watch a Netflix, and then you got half an hour of updates that occur on the stupid right. operating right. system. And <laughs> right. you're like, well, I guess I'm not watching a movie because <laughs> <Right. laughs> my smart TV is too stupid. It needs to update. So if you okay. – all right. If you get the third party is always a better way to go, I think. All right. Very good. Thank you. All right, Thanks Rich. Very much. All right, good luck. You too. Bye-bye. But yeah, your performance on your internet is all based on from the modem, through your network, through the Wi-Fi. All those technologies have to be up to date to get the maximum benefit, right? But the other issue is, do you need 
100 megabits or 500 megabits or whatever you're paying for to deliver Netflix, and I would contend you don't. You could do fine with between 50 megabits or even 50 to 60. Bob does fine with 25. Um, we operate at my house with three teenage or college-age kids, myself and my wife, with 65 megabits. So I really don't care about the gig speed network. I care about the lowest cost I can get for my bandwidth, for my internet, the lowest cost, the smallest pipe, necessary to deliver the entertainment that I want to get. The bigger the pipe, you're just paying for a lot big pipe. You're not going to use all that pipe. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, it's like buying a 12-inch water main to water your lawn. It's a big pipe. So, you got to be careful. You you got to make sure you kind of balance what you're buying because they'll sell you a big pipe and then they'll throttle you. They'll give you this big, massive pipe, and then they'll be like the, the California Fire Department. You're going to use the big pipe. You're going to download a terabyte of data, and then the Internet company is going to say, oh, guys, hey, you know what? You reached a limit on your unlimited, and now we're going to charge you 10 bucks a gig. That's where the rubber hits the road. It's where you consume the data is where you, the rubber hits the road. That's how much you're going to spend on Internet. So smaller pipe and understand how much data you can consume. Um, for business, it's different. But for home, it's I would, I would think of it this way. For business, you need enough pipe and bandwidth to do what you want to do because the more stuff you stick in the cloud, that's your business stuff that you have to download back from the cloud because you're, you're, you're paying to put it up there. You're paying to put it back to you uh, the faster you need it. Um, and that can get really quite expensive versus just having it in your office like you used to with a server. But uh, in that case, you need a bigger pipe. And then you might need a secondary pipe because if your primary pipe goes down, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you can't get to your email? <laughs> you need a secondary pipe or a tertiary pipe. You might need a cellular connection running in the background to keep your business up and running. Whereas the old days, you just had everything local in your office. Um, in that case, your pipe and your bandwidth does have uh, more impact on your day. Um, Al, Dorothy, and Don, hang on. We're going to get to your calls. We've got the top of the hour news coming up. One line open for you. Uh, feel free to get online. Everything we've talked about has been posted live by Mike G., who is out there posting feverishly everything we've talked about, to our old-fashioned website, computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show, .com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy in this net neutrality, non-net neutrality world, where he is the big decider of whether or not the news is worthy, it might get to your news feed. And if you follow us on Twitter and they deem the news worthy... <laughs> It might get to your Twitter feed over at Tab Computer Sys. Uh, but we'll do our best to have it there for you. If you go to our old-fashioned website, nobody's throttling it. You can go ahead and see it all day long. It'll always be there. No one is the big decider. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.